self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am now a bike rider, also known as Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we're still doing a list of later portion of the show. So if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, and send it to us that way. Also, we love Reddit posts. So if you have a Reddit post that you want us to discuss, you can send that to us as well. Um, let's see. So I have <laughs> I have a pregnant wife who cheated. I have a potential stepdaughter that lied about sexual abuse. I have cheating ass motherfucker after 20 years. A clingy, crazy girlfriend. A wife that got caught racking up coins. (laughs) Um, Another cheating one. And have you seen Soul Food? The movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a story about faith. <laughs> Cousin Faith. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and a mental health question. Go for what you want. Um, let's do... Let's do the one, this falsely accused, because this is a difficult one. Like, ugh, this is bad. Um, and you can tell me what you would do. This is a 37-year-old male, and his girlfriend is 34, and the daughter is 13. And the title is, my girlfriend's daughter falsely accused me of sexually assaulting her. Now I'm proved innocent. My girlfriend wants to reconcile, but I'm not sure what to do. We've been going out for the best part of two years. It was going amazingly well, and because of lockdown, we moved in together. Uh, She has just the one daughter, and I always thought we got on well. Last week, I got home from work, and I noticed her and her daughter were not in. I didn't really think it was strange, but then I was contacted by the police asking me to go in and see them, which I did. Basically, her daughter accused me of sexually assaulting her. I didn't, of course, absolutely denied it, and the police asked me permission to search my house, which I did. They examined the daughter, didn't find anything, and she basically was interviewed and admitted she made it up. She admitted her dad, who's a real wrong one, know what that is was telling her she needed to say that so it could get me out of the picture and he might be able to get back in her life he's not been in it for a while and hasn't um long enough to long and hasn't long started to make contact and spend time with her and we've noticed she's changed a bit lately acting out being disrespectful that sort of thing if i ask her to do something she tells me you're not my fucking dad etc Naturally, I'm relieved, but I'm angry, upset, and just really confused. My girlfriend made contact saying she wants to move back in, and we look into picking up where we left off. I told her no way because I can't trust her daughter yet and really don't want to be around her, and I'm not sure I want her living under my roof. She said she's only a kid, and I shouldn't hold it against her, That and she was being manipulated. I know that's true, but I can't look past how horrible it was. She also says as a mom, she did what she had to do 
And as horrible as it was, she'd do it again in a heartbeat, so she can't say that she apologizes. I get that, but it doesn't make anything easier, and I can't apologize for how I feel, too. So here I am. I don't know what to do. She's staying with her mom until we can talk, but I genuinely don't know what what way it'll go. Do I take her back and move on, or shall I cut my losses? Edit it to add, it's bad enough what happened. What's making it feel worse is that I feel like she should be a bit more empathetic and apologize at least for what happened and what the kid did, but she's not doing that. Um, And then edit two, Jesus Christ, I'm not a police apologist or anything, but what is it with people in this thread and the police? They did a great job, investigated properly, and my name is clear, and I have no further involvement with them. I just don't understand why people have a problem with me stating the facts or not even being negative about them. Too long, didn't read. Girlfriend's kid accused me of sexual assault and later admitted that she made it up. Girlfriend wants to get back together, and I'm not sure what to do. Man, this is one of them situations where you have to weigh out the odds. Your camera skills. How good was the relationship that makes you say, I want this relationship? Still, you know, like what is his idea of how this works? Like, either break up with her or get back to get how it was. I guess there's middle ground. I guess you could be like, you know, you're going to live where you live and I'm going to live where I live. And I don't even want to risk yeah. this, you know, situation where your daughter be put under some different kind of pressure again. I think that'll be my worry. Like, if it was that easy to pressure her to lie on somebody who seemingly or he thought was having a good relationship with everybody, then who's to say that won't happen again in some kind of other way? And like, how did he protect himself from lies? And my experience with a case like this is that it don't always necessarily come out that the child admit that they lied. Yep. <laughs> this could have easily went in the direction that she fucking stood her ground on that shit. And, and now you a registered sex offender. Yeah, and it never came to a Exactly, because there's really no way to determine. Like, I guess, I guess it depends on what the girl said happened. Yeah, you know, if she said he sexually abused me. They could check her hymen to see if her hymen is still intact to see if she's been penetrated. Um, but if it was just he molested me and touched me inappropriately, you can't prove that. Uh-uh. So me. If the mama didn't want to live separately and was like, no, I wanted to be back how I was, then we just have to break up. Yeah. I mean, and <clears throat> I will say I applaud the mom for doing what she was supposed to do, which is, you know, getting this investigated and, and showing her daughter that, you know, I'm your mom. It's, it's I'm going to believe you until I, you give me reason not to. Because uh, there's a lot of parents, you know, we've seen where Kids are getting molested. They tell their mom because mom want to keep the boyfriend. She don't, oh, you're lying, blah, blah, blah. So, like, she did what she was supposed to do. It's a tough situation. But if I was a guy, I wouldn't want to be a part of that because it's too risky for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she say this again and decides that she's not going to tell the truth and say I didn't do it, like, I, this could fuck me up bad. You know, it's a lot of people on the registered sex offender list <laughs> that shouldn't be on there. That shit happens. And that shit fuck with your whole situation. So, like, if I were a guy and I was in that situation, I'd be like, no, you need to 
you got shit. You need to work with your family. You got some family shit going on that don't involve me. And I just can't take the risk of your daughter fucking me up permanently. Yeah. Because you can't overestimate or underestimate, rather. You can't underestimate the love that a kid has for an absent parent, right? So if dad is saying, like, oh, I want to get back with your mom and I want us to be a family again and the kid misses her dad, I'm going to do what I need to do. If this will get dad back. And how how does he compete with that? How does he combat that? So I don't even know that I still want to date her even if we lived in separate homes just because... Um, she still could say something happened when I was over there. Like I just wouldn't trust it. Um, you can only come to my house. <laughs> you know, daughter can't come. Yeah, find somebody to watch her while we together. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't no guarantee that she's fully protected from something like this happening again. Mm-mm. And I wonder if he knew that the daddy was possibly that vindictive beforehand or if this was some shit that was discovered while it was happening i mean i don't i think most people would not assume that a motherfucker would fake some like that's some serious shit you know what i'm saying like telling your daughter to say that she was touched by somebody like encouraging that kind of like even if he was vindictive like goddamn Mm. like that's that's a bit far like, I don't know. Well, vengeful or yeah, whatever reason. Like, it's like, why would he have to be out of the girl's life for the daddy to be in the girl's life? Or was the girl, or was the daddy trying to get back with the mama somehow? And he said that she, she told the daughter that you know that was the only way that him and the mom could get back together. So I think he was like doing it like we can be a family again, but he got to be out of the picture in order for that to happen. So I need you to help me get him out of the picture type shit. But it definitely make that situation worse. Yeah. Even if it was possible for you to get it back. I'd just be done with it. I ain't taking no fucking chances. Yeah. Um... with this girlfriend that got upset um he is 22 and his girlfriend is 23 so they're young title of this one is my girlfriend is angry because i missed our anniversary to visit my dying grandfather my grandfather and i uh, were very close he was like my dad basically he had been battling cancer for a while but about two weeks ago the end was in sight he went into hospice exactly one day before my one year anniversary with my girlfriend my girlfriend is a bit clingy, to be honest, and very sentimental, very particular about dates and doing things exactly right when it comes to the relationship. I normally love that about her, but I knew she might get angry when I had to tell her that I'm going to be with my grandfather instead of being with her. I told her we'd celebrate it on another day, but I knew it wouldn't be the same for her. She was clearly upset. I just remember one of her comments to me was, you had 22 years with him. Isn't that enough? What a bitch. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Um, I thought that was really insensitive, but I just ignored it at the time because I was super stressed. As expected, he passed quickly after about three days. I was depressed immediately after it happened, and I felt like I needed my girlfriend's support, but she was very distant and basically pouting about the whole situation for several days after. 
It's been two weeks and she still makes all these little comments about me abandoning her and trying to make me feel bad. Like tonight, for example, I made plans with her for tomorrow and she said, yeah, if we actually do it, that sounds great. I used to feel guilty, but now I realize I made the right decision. Still, I want to try and make her feel better. I was thinking about surprising her with a big elaborate dinner and maybe some flowers and chocolate, etc. She loves all that stuff. I think I'm going to apologize even though I didn't do anything wrong. I want to make her feel better. However, I also want to get across that she needs to stop guilt tripping me about this incident and to be more empathetic when something like this happens. I'm kind of at a loss on exactly what I should do or say about all this. But if I do nothing, she'll just be pissed off at me forever, I think. Thanks, thanks for the advice. Sir, you cannot say on the one hand, you're going to apologize even though you know that you ain't wrong and you didn't do shit. And then on the other hand, say, but I want her to know that she can't do this and that she needs to be more empathetic. And like, No, you are encouraging the bad behavior that you're trying to stop. I'm fucking apologizing because I went and saw my dying grandfather who meant the world to me. And the fact that she said some shit like you had 22 years with him, bitch, if you don't get your ass, you lost your mind. What level of entitled do you have to be for this shit right here? <laughs> like, she ain't never lost nobody, or she don't, or maybe she don't been excommunicated from her family or some shit, and she don't give a fuck about her family or nobody else's family now. But that's fucked up. To look at it like that and then keep hitting these sneak disses and jabs. At a certain point, I have to tell her, look, fuck you. Okay? I don't give a fuck about this relationship no more. You need to get the fuck on somewhere. Stop calling me. Stop talking to me. Leave me alone. Because to make her feel better, like... This is probably why. He probably don't condition her to be this level of goddamn... That's what I'm saying about, on the one hand, saying that you don't want this, but then you're encouraging it with this... Apologize and shit like the fuck did you apologize for? Yeah. Fuck okay. her. I wish somebody would say you the hate. What? <laughs> He's dying, bitch. You gonna still be here. You don't sit your ass down somewhere. Haven't you had enough time with him? Bitch, you listen. <laughs> and then to keep being passive aggressive about the same little shit, bitch. You don't I ain't the one. You ain't gonna out passive aggress me. Mm. You don't wanna play this game. You don't wanna go down this road. You ain't gonna like it. Okay. Look, the culture of your relationship is built by you. And if you create a dynamic in your relationship um, that another person continues to follow up on, then you might find yourself on this kind of shit end of the stick. You know, you need to make sure you advocate for yourself across the, the dynamic of your relationship. You know, otherwise, shit like this happened. Well, this motherfucker then. Gave his girl so many things and then catered to her clinginess. And now that clinginess shows up when he get ready to spend time with somebody else that he value and she can't fucking accept it. So Can't do that. Again, you have got to be consistent in dealing with people. You cannot say, I don't want her to behave this way. However, when she behaves this way, I'm going to apologize and try to make it better. No. Because what re- what what incentive does she have to not do this shit again? You just gonna apologize and we gonna keep it moving. Like you crazy. No. Don't do that. She needs help. She does. And you ain't gonna be able to give it to her, but she sounds crazy as shit. Uh let's look at cousin Faith. So if y'all haven't seen Soul Food, Vanessa Williams character was married and her cousin Faith moved in and she caught Faith fucking her husband. Okay. 
just so you'll get the reference if you didn't. This is a 27-year-old female. Her cousin's also 27. Husband is uh, 29. My cousin confessed that she was in love with my husband. She's currently living with us, and I have no idea how to act. Uh, I'll tell you how to act. <laughs> uh, my cousin has been living with us for the past four months, along with her toddler, so she can save up to get her own place. Yesterday, whilst my husband was out, she asked me if we could talk. I thought she was going to ask me if she could stay a little while longer. The original plan was for six months. But instead, she gave me a long speech about how she was in love with my husband, how she tried to make the feelings go away, but they keep getting stronger, and how she thinks he might be her soulmate. She kept apologizing, but said that when she sees him with her son, she knows her family is complete, and he can offer her and her son the stability that they need. I was honestly so shocked, I just said, uh, I need time to process this. I've been avoiding her since. My husband has been holed up in his office working, so he hasn't noticed anything weird yet. I'm thinking, I think I'm still reeling from the shock. I can't even ask her to move out because her family disowned her when she had a baby out of wedlock. I haven't told anyone in real life yet either because I know they're all just going to tell me to kick her out, but I can't make my nephew homeless during a pandemic. What do I do? Um, she did some edits. I wrote it in the comments already, but just to add, she claims she had these feelings for at least four years, and they've just grown so strong recently that she couldn't keep it in anymore. Also, her son is 18 months old. Update. You want to hear the update or you want to respond to what? Uh, do the update. Update. I spoke to my husband. He was shocked and a little uncomfortable. He apologized and says he didn't mean to give her the wrong impression. Neither of us are quite sure what we're going to do yet. Since he also doesn't want to leave my nephew homeless, we're discussing it. I wasn't going to update until we've solved the issue, but literally every comment is telling me to tell him. So just to let you guys know, I have. Damn. Oh, she had to get the fuck out. That's what would have to happen. Your son can stay Just here. Busy. Yeah. Kind of. How would that work? You ain't finna take care of no fresh ass little baby. He 18 months. He ain't that fresh. That's, that's fresh enough. That's fresh enough for you to still have to fucking work hard to keep his ass alive. Better that than me strangling this bitch in her sleep. I wonder How why she fuck? even decided to tell her that. The disrespect. Okay, so your family and yeah, okay, maybe it was because you had a baby out of wedlock, but I feel like considering this behavior, it was some other shit that made the rest of the family disown her motherfucking ass. Okay, I take you and your son in. All right, I help you out, and this what you do. No, you got to fucking go. You got to So, but the thing is, she didn't do nothing. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You sit up here, you look me in my goddamn face and say, "My husband is your soulmate, and my husband will complete your family." And when you see my husband with your fucking child, you get all of these mooshy feelings. Bitch, you don't get your ass on, so you don't lost your mind. Are you crazy? You are crazy to even bring this shit to my attention, bitch. You are psycho. You got to go. What the fuck so would it you... be better to not tell you and keep this shit like a covert plan and underhanded or like clearly just having the feelings in general is fucked up. But like between keeping it in and telling you which one is the better path. Keeping it in and keeping your goddamn hands to yourself so that and, and not trying nothing. That's the better path. Because you telling me this shit now is awkward and weird. And I'm not going to want you around him. And I'm not going to want him interacting with your fucking kid because you sitting over there with the moon eyes and shit. 
because you're crazy. Like, no, no. Mm -mm. And the fact that you feel this so strongly, bitch, that you felt like I needed to know it, girl, you done lost your mind. What would you hoping to accomplish, huh? Did you hope that by telling me this, I was going to be like, girl, you know what? You're right. I can see him with you much better than I can see him with me. You can have him, girl. Y'all, y'all meant to be. You right. What was she hoping to accomplish out of this? What was the goal in even disclosing this shit to me? What was supposed to happen? Other than me wanting to kick your ass. Other than fucking you talking about? And you know you ain't got nowhere else to go and you still did this shit, bitch. You know you ain't got nowhere to go. So now I'm supposed to care about the fact that you ain't got nowhere to go. You knew that shit when you said this fuck up, fucked up ass shit. So now I'm supposed to feel bad. Bitch, you make bad life decisions. Do better. In somebody else's house, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah, shit. that disclosure was uh was the was a problem. What's the point? What was the point in her doing that? Like, I don't, what was her, if if she had a, a specific route in mind that this was going to take, like, what was it? What did she hope would happen from telling your cousin this? <laughs> like, what was the point? I don't know. Like, what would have been her best case scenario outcome? Yeah. I mean, what could have happened other than everybody in the house now feeling weird and awkward and you done fucked up the whole vibe? Like, you gotta go. And again, I feel like this is a situation where people would be like, well, you can't kick her out. She don't have nowhere else to go. That bitch knew she ain't had nowhere else to go when she said this shit. I'm supposed to fix it now? Should have kept your mouth shut. Your cousin has clearly uh, got a couple of screws loose. <laughs> so she ain't processing shit right. And listen, y'all know, if y'all new to the, the channel, this your first episode, I watch a lot of ID channels, okay? I have seen family members who decide that they want something that another family member got, and they fucking kill bitches. I'm not, no, I don't trust you now. Because either you're going to try to fuck my husband, or you're going to try to take me out in some kind of way so you can get my, like, now I'm suspicious of you, bitch. Before, I was just like, oh, we all one big fat, happy family. We helping you out, bitch. But now that you done said this shit, whole dynamic has changed. Whole dynamic has changed. You got to go. Make better decisions with your life. <laughs> you know, learn something. From, I don't fucking know, but, like, I'm you ain't going to be in my house. I'm sorry. It's not going to You got to go. The fuck? <laughs> Hell no. And then, like, on Soul Food, he tried to, we ain't been, you know, trying to make all these goddamn mistakes. You fucked my cousin. I don't want to hear nothing you got to say about the where our relationship was. Because it doesn't matter what the fuck our relationship was. That does not give you free reign to fuck my family. Lost your goddamn mind. And the fact that you even going to try to put this on me when you stuck your dick in somebody else and now you want to talk about what I didn't do? Bitch, bye. Well, damn. <laughs> okay. You covered that one. I covered that one. Uh, let's do a therapist one because I feel like I sound very untherapist-like when I get on these rants. And I'd like to remind people that I actually am an educated <laughs> person capable of, you know, rational thought. Uh, the title of this one is Do I Cut My Mom Off Because She Refuses to See a Doctor About Her Mental Health Problems? She has Schizophrenia, and now it's taking its toll on me. 
So my mom has all of the textbook signs of schizophrenia. She mainly hears voices, but she also is super religious. So to her, this is God communicating with her. It's gotten to the point where even it's gotten to the point where even when she's asleep and dreaming, she thinks the dreams are a message from God. Recently, she dreamt about some people talking about a kidnapping, and then her manager's name at work was brought up. So she decided this must be a sign from God that maybe her manager is planning to kidnap someone. I'm scared she's going to do something stupid, like outright accuse her manager of something ridiculous like this. There are multiple other cases relating to her that all point to schizophrenia, but I'm honestly exhausted and can't be bothered typing out each individual scenario. I feel so burnt out and hopeless now. I don't know what to do. Back in September 2019, it got really bad, and I cried and begged her to see a psychiatrist. She told me she would, but she lied and instead went to visit a religious priest who just told her she's possessed and needs to get closer to God. My mom is Muslim, and she never used to cover her hair at all, barely prayed during the day, and she would fast uh, during Ramadan. We would laugh, watch movies together, go out to eat, etc. Now she wears a full-on hijab, the one where you cover your head, the one where you're covered from head to toe, and you can only see the woman's eyes. She prays every single prayer, every single day, spends her time reading the Quran and fasts so much for random religious reasons I have never even heard of before. She got rid of the TV, is weirdly suspicious of her mobile phone and the internet, she never laughs anymore as it's sinful. We can't go out to eat as she wears the hijab. Nijab. Is it different when it's the full head to toe? The hijab is like the one on the mm -hmm. head. I think nijab is like a different. Mm -hmm. um, she got, she's gone insanely religious and now has devoted her life to Islam. She is the shell of the woman I used to know and it breaks my fucking heart. Her schizophrenia symptoms seem to have gotten worse, as expected, and she is claiming that God told her her soulmate is waiting for her in Saudi Arabia. We live in India, for I mean India, in England, for reference, and she plans to go to Saudi, find this man she's never met before, and marry him. I've tried, and I've tried to get her to see someone about her mental health, but she just won't, and now it's taking a toll on me. I feel like just cutting her off because if she's not listening to me trying to get her help, what can I do? She's also cut herself off from the majority of our family and is divorcing my dad, so there's not a lot of people I can reach out to for help either. I tried posting this in Am I the Asshole, but it got deleted and told to post here instead. And what's the thread is in? Relationship advice. Relationship advice, they do different, you know, it don't just be romantic relationships. Yeah. So. Um, it sounds like, it sounds like she don't fully know that it's a diagnosis of schizophrenia. She doesn't. It, I don't I think he She's speculating so, from Yeah, he's speculating. He he's speculating. Know. Yeah. Hmm. Um but I mean to his point, you know, it does sound like schizophrenia. Um the problem is with the delusions, any delusion, uh, but I feel like religious delusions especially, it is so hard to break through that shit. It is so hard to tell somebody who believes that they are hearing the voice of God and that, you know, this, this is this amazing thing that's happening to them that, oh, no, you're not hearing the voice of God. You're just sick. Yeah. It's very difficult to, like, get somebody on board with that idea. Yeah, that's. Uh, you know, my mama been talking about my whole life hearing God speaking to her. Except it ain't never really turned into no extreme shit. Yeah, this is you know, and I mean it's gonna be hard to convince. 
a person that this is a disorder. Yeah. I mean, and she's actively trying to avoid it by not going to talk to a shrink, but going to talk to a goddamn priest. Who just told she was possessed. <sighs> so, this is tough, man. Schizophrenia is tough. Schizophrenia is tough. It's really but, tough on the family because again, it's like it's one of the it's one of the mental health disorders that it's so very hard to convince people to get help for, um, especially if the voices are telling them or they the voices they're hearing is what they deem to be a positive thing. Like it's really hard to convince somebody that this is not okay when they feel like they've been chosen for this great thing. It's so hard to break through that. Your camera froze again. <laughs> And that's only if they interpret it as that, you know, like some people don't. Well, it's bad look, voices, yeah. Yeah, some people look at their voices as just motherfuckers I want to get rid of. But there are some yeah. voices that seem tend to be positive. Yeah. You know. The religious delusions, I think, especially like in the few times that I worked with somebody with schizophrenia, those are the hardest, like. Because usually the religion is something positive. There are some people that see demons and be scared and shit, but like a lot of times it's God talks to me and tells me these things and I have this close relationship with God. And it's really, really hard to like convince somebody that it's not that. Because you got paranoid delusions, you got all these different delusions that people with schizophrenia can have, but they're religious. They're religious ones. It's just hard. People's faith, breaking into somebody's faith is just difficult. Yeah, so and they cannot have schizophrenia and just have extreme religious tendencies. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's really hard to it's really hard to know. Like, how? What about that letter make you think that it is schizophrenia? Um, the change, the drastic shift in her behavior. So like if it sometimes people you know they get they they're so it's the drastic change the praying more and the religious related thing the drastic change he, she went from this socially connected person at least with her son to isolating herself to removing the TV from her home not even wanting to laugh because apparently laughter is sinful like it's become. It ain't a problem for her in her mind, but to those on the outside looking in, it has become an issue that is negatively impacting her life. It would be possible that she don't have schizophrenia, but she's met like a cult leader or something. Yeah, I mean, she, let me see. She's been Muslim this whole time. Like, it's just that now she's like gone into this extreme mode. She's suspicious of her phone. Uh, that paranoia is also one of the key things in uh, schizophrenia. Um, I mean, I think it's possible that she could be schizophrenic. And again, if, if the voices were saying shit that scared her, it'd be a whole lot easier for her to talk her into getting some, like going at least getting assessed. You know what I'm saying? He's not even gonna be able to get her to go get assessed because she deems this to be this great thing for her. I was on a radio show recently, and she said, what can we do about people that have bipolar that, and she was a lawyer, she said, what can we do about people that are bipolar who don't take their medication? 
And she was thinking, could we just like, you know, sit them down when they're coherent or medicated and have them sign some kind of contract and stole the contract with state that if these behaviors show up that I can give you medication. And I was like, I mean, not really. No. Because you're you can't hold a person accountable to that because they're going to be telling you no, which is taking away your consent while they're not coherent. Yep. And she was like, Well, they you have a signature that you could while the, but that's not gonna hold up. And furthermore, they're not gonna hold it up. No. They're not gonna be like Oh, yeah, you're right. I did do that when I was incoherent. I give you permission. Here, I'll sit down and open my mouth for you to put this pill. And I said, it's a slippery slope. And I was like, are you willing to tie that person down every time they get in those behaviors to drop a pill in their mouth? And then she was like, the way that I'm set up, yes, if it's going to avoid the worst case scenario. And I said, well, if that person start to show that they really uncomfortable with it and don't like it, are you willing to lock them down in a room for 24 hours? So that they don't have an option to escape just so you can get them that pill. And then she was like, okay, I see where you're going. I said like, eh, and this is how you get to people who, um, who family members disappeared and been homeless for the last year and they ain't heard from them because they was trying to escape a situation where they couldn't, they didn't have no control. They couldn't do anything. And their family was trying to coerce them and force them to do stuff, you know? And I was like, in counseling, what we work on is you got a way, um, First off, there's really nothing you can do when it comes to these disorders and an individual that wants to make their own decisions. You know, but even if you could make them take a pill, you got to start worrying about the quality of the relationship because if they get well and during that time is when you fucked up your relationship with them, it's no guarantee that you're going to survive that. Your relationship with them going to survive that. You know, and that's what I told her. I was like, you know, at a certain point, if you ready for your relationship to be completely diminished because this person, all they can remember is you forcing them to do this thing, then that's that's your prerogative. But at the end of the day, a court is going to uphold that individual's right to liberty and individuality and then be able to make their own decision. After 14, you can make your own decisions about your treatment. Yep. You really don't have to take your pills after 14, no matter what disorder you got. And the thing is, well, outside of getting a petition, we deal with a lot of petitions where I work, but um, the idea that if you show a piece of paper to somebody that's unmedicated with a mental health problem, that this, they're going to be like, you know what? That's right. I remember now. <laughs> that's, that's not how mental health works. That's not how disorders work. Um, when people get off their medication, everything, you know, to you on the outside, it just seems like this is all so wild and crazy that, you know, they can't possibly think this is okay, but that should be real to them. You know, what they're experiencing is fucking real. And so, you know, showing somebody a piece of paper that they signed when they were medicated isn't going to do anything. You know, they're not, it's not going to make them any more willing. Matter of fact, um, it's probably going to leave you vulnerable for an uppercut because you're trying to show them a piece of paper. Yeah. They ain't trying to hear that shit. And I mean, even with the, so, uh, the way petitions work, because we have a lot of, we get a lot of people that call and say, you know, my brother is off his meds and he's, you know, he's being crazy and I want to bring him up there. Is he a willing participant in his treatment? You cannot just bring somebody to a psychiatric facility and say, here, they need help, medicate them. 
Um, yeah. after, when they're an adult, like they have to consent to. So the only other option that they have is going to like a probate court and saying this person is a danger to themselves. They're a danger to other people. And you get the court to step in and, uh, you know, facilitate them getting some treatment. But even with that, when that person gets stabilized and they're released, they have the right to stop taking the meds again. Like, it's not a guarantee that they're going to, you know, and a lot of, you know, it's just, it's a, it's just a whole difficult situation. Like, that whole thing is difficult. Um, So I don't even know you know, what I would tell him that there's not a lot he can do in this situation. Um, it's not, and I'm not sure how things work in England. So I can't even say, you know, you could potentially get a petition to try to get her stabilized to see, you know, but I don't even know how that works over there. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. know if they court order people to get treatment. Like, we had a 51, you know, I don't know if they do that. Look, your mama gone, bro. Let her go. I mean, damn, that sounds harsh as fuck on point. <laughs> this is mom. I mean, I don't like giving false hope, man. You can't do something. She grown True. as fuck. She can make her own decisions. Like, when it comes to schizophrenia, I mean... A whole bunch of bullshit have to happen before they get medicated. Yeah. And ain't nobody over there in their country, I imagine, gonna say, when he go and say, hey, my mom has got schizophrenia, she's making bad decisions, she's praying more, and she's not using profanity, and she's wearing her niqab, and they're gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That sounds like that's what we want in our society. What the fuck? So, this is a hard, this is a hard one. It is. I mean, I've got a friend that's got schizophrenia, and I don't. I know I'll never get the, him back the way that he was before. And the version of him now is not somebody I would ever hang out around. Yeah. Somebody I would never listen to. It's hard, man. Uh, so, schizophrenia and dementia, like Alzheimer's, those those are so hard for like on the family. Yeah, they tough. Period. Tough ass situation. Ugh, it's just bad. Um. Oh, let's. let's, I feel like we kind of talked about something like this book last week, but (laughs) let's talk about it. Title of this one is "My Pregnant Wife Cheated on Me Before Our Marriage." I found out in our doctor's appointment. So me and my wife have been married for five years. We have been together for eight. The day before yesterday, we went to our doctor's appointment. My wife is seven months pregnant. Anyway, the doctor did some tests on my wife, and some of them uh, were blood tests. As I was going through the results subconsciously, I noticed that my wife's blood type is B+. That's funny, because six years ago, when we got married, I remember that I was on a two-week-long work trip. My wife told me that she was with her girlfriends, and she would be back by 10 p.m. We text, and then the text kept getting less and less, and I called her at 10 p.m., and she told me that she was going home. I told her to call me when she got home. She didn't, so I decided to uh, call. She never picked up. I texted her. She never replied. I decided to check her location, but it was off. Anyway, I thought she just got too drunk and passed out after trying several times to reach her. Anyway, in the morning, she calls, apologizes for not picking up the phone, then goes 
ahead to make up an excuse about how one of her friends got into an accident, lost a lot of blood, and she had to donate blood because she has a blood type O negative, hmm. which is compatible with her friend. Anyway, I confronted her after we got back home, and she confessed to cheating on me with a guy she met at the bar the night she was with her girlfriends. But her friend was really in, but her friend really was in a car accident. They had sex twice, and then she immediately regretted it, and they never did it again. She told me that she wanted to tell me, but knew I would break up with her and didn't want to hurt me. So she couldn't bring herself to tell me, and she kept quiet about it. So then I left and had been staying with my cousin. My phone has been spamming with calls and texts from her and my family and some of my family members. She tells them about the cheating. They want me to forgive her and be there for her because she has been an emotional wreck, and it's not good for the baby. Damn, you got some <laughs> toxic people around you, man. <laughs> what the hell? Everybody like forgive her. Like, how long was she gonna keep this shit to herself? You know what I'm saying? Like, I found, I discovered this shit. You lose a whole bunch of points when I had to find this shit out myself. Yeah. Didn't even know her damn blood type, or knew her blood type, and knew that the only blood type that worked for other people. It's indiscriminately okay. is O negative. <laughs> so she just said that one. And this detective, ass, this accidental detective ass nigga. He remembered. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I mean, you got to remember that shit. If somebody say they O negative, that's not something you forget. Them the special <laughs> niggas out here. Them the niggas the doctor's going to let die so that they can get your fucking blood. <laughs> you special. You know, so you going to remember that shit. You know, but the fact that he found out like that and she just confessed it all like she was ready to tell him clearly i guess it's another situation where you got to measure out the, the the worth of the relationship because she pregnant she pregnant now like your baby in there i like, mean and would you question if it is in fact yo because like you did this shit before bitch <laughs> how old is my baby i mean i'm definitely getting a dna test when that motherfucker <laughs> come out you know, don't get me wrong. I'm going to get a DNA test. <laughs> because can, yeah, can you really trust that she's been on the up and up the whole relationship now? Yeah. No. It's like if you're hide something, you'll hide anything. Especially if your reasoning for not telling the person is because you didn't want to hurt them. A lot of shit can hurt somebody. Well, so, she said she knew he would break up with her and she didn't want to hurt him. But I'm sure it was more of the former and less of the latter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like it was more out. He gonna break up with me now. Like let me just sit on this shit. Yeah. Oh man, that shit is. Uh, I wouldn't leave. I don't think I would leave. Uh, what would you do? I would fucking tell her your ass on notice. <laughs> you don't fucking notice. You know what I'm saying? We're not finna just brush past this shit like it ain't shit because you pregnant and my family like you. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck led you to doing that shit? Was you too intoxicated? Because now I give a fuck about how drunk you be getting. You know? <laughs> was it because there was something in the relationship that wasn't getting tended to you and you felt you needed to go try to find it from somewhere else? Because I need to know what the fuck your problem was. You know, 
Is it that your girls was encouraging you to, you know, live a little and do your thing? Cause you seem like you connected with that guy. Then I'm concerned about when you go out with your friends now. So I need to know what's going on, but you won't notice. <laughs> you know, like if you think I won't get the fuck out of here, I don't give a fuck about this baby showing up. <laughs> One thing that I'm not finna do is be in a relationship where I'm not happy. And I'm not going to let somebody else be in a relationship if they not happy. That put pressure on me. Like, I ain't finna sit here and be like, let me do all this tap dancing to make you happy. <laughs> if you used to be happy and you're not now and it ain't got nothing to do with me, or maybe it got something to do with me, you got to communicate that shit. Because once you start going out to the community trying to find answers, and then I find out and you come back, I don't really give a fuck that we could have been working shit out. At that point, you made your decision. You decided how you wanted to handle this. <laughs> okay. Now, the last one is also a cheating one. And this one made my ass itch because <sighs> I'm probably going to do the ranting red shit that I do on this one. So, uh, this is a 29-year-old female and her 28-year-old husband. My husband cheated on me with one co-worker and two prostitutes while I was pregnant with our second child. Off top, I'm done. <laughs> like, without even reading it. Done. Over. Anyway, we have been together seven years and married five. We had our problems early in the relationship after our first child where he didn't know if he wanted to be with me. That was four years ago. He had made all of this up to me and I finally started to trust him again after two and a half years and he didn't want to leave and was truly committed to our relationship. Last November, we had a planned accident and I was pregnant. He's very excited seeing as how he had been wanting another child for a while. He is military and had to go on deployment for the majority of my pregnancy. Now I am three weeks postpartum and I thought I might have an infection in my uterus because of the smell. Oh, gross. I went to the doctor and they took some swabs to test for an infection and for STDs. I thought it was weird that they were testing me for STDs. So I offhandedly told my husband that he needed to confess something that was the time. Well, he did. I didn't even fucking believe him for the first five minutes because I never thought he would cheat. His father cheated on his mother and he grew up without a dad because of it. So he's always hated cheaters. I was like, okay, it must've been a prostitute when y'all had a port somewhere. Not only did he fuck two prostitutes, he also slept with a shipmate six times before heroically ending it because he chose his family. Seriously, he kept telling me over and over that he chose to end it like that made it any better and like he wasn't a piece of garbage for, that cheated on his pregnant wife who was home taking care of his child. Not only, did the woman he cheated on me with not only was she not attractive and he said he slept with her because she was easy she developed feelings for him and he treated her like shit and took advantage of her uh probably being insecure then he fucked these two prostitutes in an asian country who had hemorrhoids he gave you way too much information about these uh encounters it's just fucking sad i thought we is it that we um are as is it that all we are as women to him, someone to fuck and a total disrespect and disregard of anyone's feelings? He keeps telling me that he's going to fight for me and our family, that he doesn't want our kids to grow up without a dad. So now it's my decision if our kids grow up without a father. I just fucked 
I'm just fucked. I love my kids more than anything. And he is a great dad. All I could think of is to stay with him, buy our house we were planning on buying, and separate until he gets out of the military. I just feel so fucked, desperate, betrayed, a fool, like I'm, a mar- like I'm married to a sociopath since he's barely showed any remorse since telling me. Let me add that I don't have any STDs, thank Jeebus. Right. Thank Jeebus Rice? Oh, she didn't want to say Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that we were together five years before he joined the military. That wasn't some typical military relationship where we dated five minutes before getting married. Sorry for the shit writing. I'm bad to begin with, but being emotionally distraught adds even more to the shittiness. Girl, bye. <laughs> this is what I talk about all the time that pisses me off about cheating scenarios when it comes to people that have a family. When this shit happens, the guilt trip that's put on the person that cheated is, do you want to break up your family? I'm not breaking up a goddamn thing. He is breaking it up by fucking other people. Don't try to bring this guilt shit trip on me talking about you going to break up the family. I ain't break up nothing. Okay? Because you thinking about breaking broken families when you was fucking these Asian bitches? You done lost your goddamn... Don't come telling me what I need to do or that it's going to be my fault if the family gets broken up. You made your fucking decision. Okay? And now this is the consequence of a decision that you made. Do not try to guilt me. All right. Don't try to tell me that this all, all on me. Now I got to be the one. Hey, fuck you. Okay. Fuck you the way you fuck them prostitutes. Shitty ass human. Oh, so goddamn. I hate when I hear people say that shit. Are you going to break up the family? I ain't breaking up nothing. Okay. He made a decision. And now y'all expect me to give a fuck about a family that he fucked away. You fucking even lost your mind. I'm crazy. You're crazy. Fuck out of here. That's just wild. Um, bro, like when it rains, it pours. Goddamn, when the motherfuckers start talking, they just blue spill all that shit, huh? <laughs> all that shit that happened. Like the last one, she said we had sex twice. Like that was unnecessary. Yeah. Addition to it, and this one, he's just telling them all the shit. Hemorrhoids. I chose my family. <laughs> oh. I guess I'm supposed to feel special, huh? Am I supposed to feel like the bell of the ball? Because after fucking prostitutes, Asian prostitutes, and fucking somebody that you was on the ship with that you said it wasn't even attractive, you just wanted to fuck, I'm supposed to feel like, oh my God, but he chose me after all of that. Fuck you. You ain't no motherfucking prize. Are you serious? I'm supposed to be like, you chose me after, like, bitch, bye. You chose your family. Don't get your ass on somewhere. No. You got to go, nigga. And the only reason, the fact that you even, me saying, oh, they're testing me for STDs, and the fact that you believe in that it's possible that I can have, I don't even know if you believe that I can have STDs from when you was cheating before. Or if you feel like I could have an STD because your ass is still out here fucking bitches. I don't know what it is. And I'm not going to take the chance that it's you just thinking, oh, well, I was fucking them prostitutes, so maybe I brought something back to her, you know, two years ago. Uh-uh, nigga. I don't know where the, the source of this guilt is that made you decide to just disclaim all this stuff. Like, bitch, bye. Bye. Get out. Go. So Yeah. It froze again. I don't know. Maybe she need to just get the fuck on and have her own family. 
You know, when women be about to have a baby by somebody, they be on some other shit, man. They be accepting all kinds of bullshit because they want that man to be in the child's life. And maybe if I get pregnant, I would feel that way. You know, maybe I'm saying this from somebody that's never had a baby in my uterus, but uh, I just can't see it. And it just, it infuriates me that this weight of whether or not this relationship continues on is now placed on me. Because if I choose to say, you fucked up, this is some fucked up bullshit. I don't want to be with you no more. I broke up the family. Did I know? Did I break up the family? Or did you and your, your community dick break up the family? Huh? Which one was it? Because I don't think it was me. Like, I can't stand that. It makes me so angry. Like, this whole stay together for the kids and you going to break up a family. He wasn't thinking about that when she when he was fucking all, uh, these bitches. Or she wasn't thinking about that when she fucking these men. I don't give a fuck. No, it ain't up to me now. It's not. I'm sorry. I don't feel responsible. I don't. Fuck you. Now, that's the unfortunate part of when somebody do you wrong. I mean, it's just all the responsibility of the decision up to you because the person who fucked up clearly would be happy with you forgiving them and moving on if it's possible. That's what they would like. Yeah. So if you the one that fuck up, you don't have anything to lose. And if you the one that them fuck up, you got a lot to lose. And that's... That's the unfortunate part about the shit. It's fucked up. Mm -mm. I would hope that anybody, by by the time that we've gotten to a place where you've decided to marry me, that you know me well enough to know Red is on some shit. Like, Red ain't finna... No, nigga, no. I don't feel responsible. I don't feel the responsibility to maintain this family when you stepped out and did this fuck shit. Because you weren't thinking about the family when you did that. Now, all of a sudden, the family's this important. Oh, family. Family's so important now. But it wasn't important when you was out there fucking up, was it? You weren't thinking about the fact that you want to be around with your kids and living in the same home. You weren't thinking about that when you was fucking that bitch. But now, all of a sudden, your kids is the most important thing you bitch by. Ah! I would never keep somebody who was a good father and wasn't being neglectful or abusive to my children away from the children. But you going to keep your dick away from me. Oh, that's over. Over. No, sir. We're done. You can have access to these kids. 100%. But me and you? Oh, no, nigga, no. Go on with your community dick. Okay. Go on, spread it out wide and far. Mm, mm, mm. I don't want it no more. No thanks. That's crazy. I'm a selfish bitch. I don't share. I don't. Sorry. Mm-mm. No. And the way my emotions are set up, <laughs> like, if you think that there are things that you could do like that and, and that I'm just be so in love, I I just I can't I'm so my, my feelings are always so precariously connected to somebody. And again, that this is probably not a good thing, but it's always it, it ain't tethered strong. Okay. You're already on a thin fucking wire as it is. So you get out here and you fuck up, that shit gonna break. So don't count on me being emotionally attached to you. Don't do that. 
You gonna yeah. fuck yourself up thinking that, thinking that I won't cut your ass loose. You is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the way my emotions are set up, don't give a fuck, nigga. <laughs> yeah, you'd be lucky with Red if you survived the shit. <laughs> like her being a single mama got a whole bunch of implications. She could be single because you didn't got the fuck on, or because you got the fuck on against your will. <laughs> it's red for you. Like I can't. I just, you know, I am willing to put the work into a relationship. I am willing to work through, but like shit that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, my husband lose his job, and I got to pull the financial weight for a while. Fine. You know what I'm saying? That kind of shit. I'm with you. But you out here fucking other people? No. Mm-mm. I think something I'm willing to work through with. I'm telling you now, before we even get married, if you fuck somebody else, that's it. Don't test me. Okay? I'm not, this ain't me, you know, just ha ha ha. Like, I'm fucking, see, if you put your dick where it does not belong at any point, I don't give a fuck if we've been married for 20 motherfucking years. At the point that you decide that it's okay for you to go sticking your dick in places it don't belong, it no longer matters to me. Because the years that we put into this didn't matter to you. How the fuck would they matter to me? Don't try that guilt trip shit. That, it just infuriates me and makes me want to like be done even more. Like, How dare you try to guilt trip me when you fucked up? Mm. Bitch, you got some nerve. Damn. So yeah, I can't stand that shit. This shit ooh, makes my ass itch. Anyway, uh, did you have any Reddit posts? Uh, yeah, I got some. Oh Jesus, you always pick. They ain't bad. Uh, you said that like, like you know what? I'm so glad people called you out, or at least Shogun called you out for that one last week with that nasty ass fish. Listen. <laughs> I told you then I hadn't read it. <laughs> it ain't like I read the shit and was like, I'm finna discuss these motherfuckers. <laughs> That's not what happened, okay? So if y'all still want to blame me for the fucking output <laughs> rather than the fact that I ain't know what the fuck was going on, then y'all got the problem as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> not me. Oh, shit. So take it or leave it. Um, I'm just going to choose the one I want to read. Am I the asshole for refusing to sell the place I bought with stripper money? For several years, I was a stripper. I have no shame about what I did and only quit when I got a better job offer. In the time I worked as a stripper, I intentionally lived as cheaply as possible, shitty little studio flat, living off ramen, wearing old clothes, because my coworkers all told me that they were able to buy their own places on their income so long as they saved like crazy. Before I retired, I managed to outright buy myself a three-bedroom flat. I rented out the other rooms for a while, but I got sick of having roommates, so now I have them online for short up online for shorter days, but not to rent. I met this guy about 18 months ago, and we've been together since. He knows about my employment history, and he says that he has no issue with it, though he did ask me to tell his family the white lie I occasionally use on my CV and stuff, which is that I was a waitress, which I kind of was, to, to be honest, to be fair. A month ago, we found out that I'm two months pregnant. He says this is great news and we should move in together. I assume he'd be moving into my place because he rents his far smaller one-bedroom flat while I own mine 
and I have room for a baby's room while he doesn't. Also, I really don't want to leave my flat. It's my flat. I love it. I could see myself living here for the rest of my life, and I don't want to lose the security of owning a flat and have to go back to paying rent a mortgage each month. However, he then said that he didn't want to move into my place, and I said I should. He said and said I should sell it, and we buy a place together. I said that I like my place. It means a lot to me that I was able to buy it, and it represents years of working my ass off, scrimping and saving. He then said he understands all of that, but we should be living together by the time the baby comes, and he didn't want to live in my flat. I asked him why not. It's a great flat. It's central to everything. It's spacious. It's got room for all his stuff. There's a daycare in the building running, owned by another tenant, and a school a five-minute walk away. The list goes on, and he said he didn't want to live in a flat that was bought with stripper money. Oh, bitch. That really pissed me off, and I told him no fucking way am I selling my flat that he never had an issue with my stripper money paying for this flat before now. I said I wasn't giving up the security of owning a home for somebody who tries to make me feel ashamed about something I don't feel ashamed of. He said that his point is if I sold the flat, then we could get a new place with the money from the sale. I said, wouldn't that still be stripper money? And he said, that's different. And I asked how. He said he was going back to his place because I can't even talk to you when you're in this state. He's what? going back to his flat now. He's texting me saying I'm overreacting, irrational. I need to think of this realistically rather than emotionally. He what? says he wouldn't feel right raising a child in my flat knowing that I purchased it. Selling, moving is the best what? idea for all of us. Not to mention the fact that he's on the deed because it's my place. He isn't on the deed because it's my place. And it would never feel like our place because of this. I feel like I might be the ass because I get why he might feel like it's just my place. And I feel mm -hmm. like I'm being too rigid in the time we need to work together. Mm -mm. Plus, I spoke to my sister and she sided with him. So two out of three people think I'm in the wrong here. Am I the asshole? Update on the off chance anyone sees this. I dumped him. There was a whole conversation during the conversation. He said he didn't want to be a parent if I was willing to do everything he wanted, including sharing a house deed plus staying together. Also, at the start of the conversation, I said what a few people suggested, which was that I'd be willing to sell and split the house with him, provided he paid 50%. He got very, very angry very, very quickly. He also said a few other things, so I don't know how all this is going to pan out yet, but it looks like I'm going to be a single mother. First of all, oh, your sister ain't shit for siding with him. Because let me tell you something, okay? The fact that this means to me that he has always had an issue with what, what your previous employment was. And guess what? If you had a, an issue with the fact that she was a stripper, don't date a goddamn former stripper. What you're not going to do, though, is try to make her feel bad. If I owned a space then I don't got to pay no fucking rent or no mortgage in. I'm not going to sell that shit because you uncomfortable because of where the money came from. Because you, when you was coming over here fucking me making this baby, you was fine with the place, wasn't you? Now all of a sudden, oh, it's, it's dirty. It's a dirty place. It was bought with dirty strippers. Get the fuck on. You lost your goddamn mind, sir. You crazy. And then when I do try to, you know, bargain and come to some kind of an agreement by saying, okay, I will sell my flat, but you still got to come up with half if that's what you, you want us to go have. You want us to both be owners and you get an attitude. So basically you want me to sell this, buy a home that you like for you with all my money, but put your name on the deed. You've lost your fucking mind, sir. <laughs> and your sister ain't shit for even saying, well, you know, you got to look at it from his point of view. Bitch, bye. <laughs> No, I am, no, that's crazy. That is crazy. This is the uh, full update. Quick recap on my first post I, spent, post. I spent several years working as a stripper, at the end of which I was able to buy my own flat. I've been with my boyfriend for about 18 months, and I'm currently around three months pregnant. With the news of the new baby coming, my boyfriend said he wanted me to sell my place so that we can use the money to get a new place together. And when I refused, he called me irrational. I thought I was the asshole because of that, plus my sister sided with him. Now for the update, because a lot of people asked for one. 
first off, I dumped him. He initially said he doesn't want to be a parent if we're not a couple, but earlier this week he told me he wants a majority custody. So not only does he have not have to pay child support, but if he gets majority, then I end up paying him. He <laughs> actually said this was his reasoning. He also runs his own startup and admitted the startup is basically done for, and he was hoping that when I sold my place, I could also put a cash injection in his business with the money. So basically, this was all about money for him, and I have extensive documentation of all of this. There's going to be a legal case, but I've gotten legal advice, and it looks like I'll be able to get sole custody, which is what I intend to go for. In the last couple of weeks, my sister has doubled down and is trying to get me to fix things with my ex because a baby should have a complete family. So I've not been involving her in my pregnancy, which she is furious about. She also told our parents, which I'm furious about, so we're not speaking right now. I also want to say thank you to everyone who commented on my first post. When I first posted between my boyfriend and my sister, I was genuinely convinced I was in the wrong. So to have such an overwhelmingly supportive response really helped me realize I shouldn't doubt myself so much. And with that realization, plus everything going on right now, I've decided to go to therapy, which I'll be starting next week. All in all, the outcome of this is probably going to be me being a single mother in the flat I own. And honestly, pretty decent outcome. I mean, girl, that's that's what needed to happen. Baby needs a complete family. This is somebody who will be convincing you why you over their house with two fucking black eyes. <laughs> you good. You know, but the baby got a family, though. Your black eyes going to get better over time. You know, but, you know, what if that baby starts seeing you, you know, them black eyes being applied? They're the same thing, you know, doesn't matter then, you know? Yep. She's crazy, man. She was never the asshole. Your sister is an asshole, and the guy was definitely an asshole because obviously this was all about he wanted to be able to be taken care of. And if he moves into a flat that's just in your name that you bought yourself and he starts fucking up, he don't have no control over anything. But if he convinces you to, one, sell the flat so you can get a house where his name going to be on the deed, it's a lot harder for y'all to separate. And then, two, he was going to find a house that was cheap enough for him to be able to take the excess money and put it into a startup that obviously was a failure and probably not because it wasn't enough money, but he sounds like a dumbass. And so it probably wasn't a good idea for a startup in the first place, which is why the shit failed. You dodged a bullet. I mean, I wish you could have dodged it before you had you got pregnant by the nigga, but it is what it is. <laughs> like, no. No, he's crazy. You ain't gonna sit up here and try to tell me that I need to be ashamed of it. But it's the same. And when she asked him, how is it any different if I sell a flat that I bought with stripper money? Like, how is it no longer stripper money now? <laughs> like, you're insane. Like, girl, who are you dodge a bullet because he sound crazy? And your sister. Fuck her. Fuck her. Yeah, she tripping, tripping. She could go let her go take care of his ass. And she feel like, oh, you need to, you you go take care of him. You go get with him. Y'all, y'all make a lovely couple with your pick me ass. Fuck out of here. Lost your goddamn mind. Crazy. And what if like what if she had a a bank account with a hundred thousand dollars in it? Like what if she bought him a car? Like what? Where is his limits? <laughs> it don't say. It sounds like that was a convenient excuse to. We need to use this money for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what in what universe would he think she would sell her house, take all her money, buy a whole ass house for both of them, then give him some money from having sold that thing, which also <laughs> means they got to get a smaller house. Yep. In order to, they got to buy a cheaper house in order to have money left over for it, and then get money from her. I just don't. Bruh, you know what these Reddit posts expose is how quickly, how quickly, well, maybe not how quickly, but people find out shit about their partners. Mm-hmm. 
in the, the most unconventional ways. Yep. You know, this started off as we should move in together and <laughs> ended up in a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, damn. That's just crazy, man. You just never know. Like, ugh. And the fact that he was even able to get her to, like, doubt herself. You know what I'm saying? Like, girl, no. You ain't being an asshole. What? No. Come him. Come him. You have another one, or do you want to end Reddit's? End Reddit's. All right, if you have a question or a Reddit post that you would like for us to read and discuss on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. We recommend taking screen caps because sometimes people delete shit. So, like, even if you send us the link, if they delete it, when we go to it, we can't see shit. <laughs> Let's get into some viral posts. All right, the first one. My daughter called in tears. She was driving with her boyfriend in Baltimore and their car was attacked by a group of Black Lives Matter. It was damaged and her boyfriend was beaten. She filmed it and called the police, but they cannot do anything because they're African-American. Is this the America that we want? What? <laughs> that don't even... Like, he didn't even try. At all. At all. Like, he put no effort into that. Like none of that shit is believable. None of it. Like shut your ass up. Shut the fuck up. But that this is the propaganda that the right is like allowing their people to believe. Two white people get attacked by some black folks, <laughs> and because the cops is black, like get the fuck out of here, bro. Like I can't. Yeah, That's not how the system works at all. All right. Next post. I don't want my nigga watching me in the shower. I don't do that sexy drip shit, LMAO. I be in there scrubbing like I'm washing dinner pots. <laughs> so, like, do you take... Have you ever took a shower with a dude? Mm-hmm. Is it like where, like, you bathe first and then y'all have, like, a sexy shower? Or are y'all actually bathing while y'all in there together? We're actually bathing. Because it's usually... After the fact. So, like, we've already had sexy time. Oh, okay. So, it went like a prelude or a, no. this is where we about to have sexy time. No. Okay. And so, it's like, I'm tired. He tired. We're just trying to get clean. <laughs> I gotcha. I feel like I won't mind to be just intentional. Like, not here to bathe. I like just bathing with another person just seemed weird. Uh, I mean, again, because probably both of us are t- like, no, it's just, it's like taking a shower by myself except for it's a person in there. Like, I don't try to be sexy or none of that shit. Like, I'm just, I'm just taking a shower so that we can go get in the bed because I'm sleepy. <laughs> mm. Like, it, it don't. So, feel- do you? Always take a shower after sex? Mm, I take a shower, but not the I don't the person doesn't the guy doesn't always take a shower with me. Like I guess if he feels like it, he will or what I don't really give a fuck, but I take a shower just because I don't know. I feel like I need to. <laughs> well, I don't take a shower every single time. Cause sometimes I'd be tired and I just 
be like, fuck it, um, get up in the morning. I gotcha. Take shadow. This depends. Depends on the night. And a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Next post. Uh, someone tweets about doing something romantic or special for a woman. The pick me goes off. I don't need all that. Just pass me the remote while we in bed, babe. That's how I know it's real love. We get it. You don't have standards. Here's a cookie. Take it and go basica. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if I would classify that as a pick. Yeah, me either. That's not a pick me. That's this, not what that I would say was wrong. a pick me. Like, mm-mm. This is uh, the Maury show. Yes. The lie, de- <laughs> the lie detector test determined that's a WAP. <laughs> you just hate that shit. I fucking do. I really do. What did it do to you? It didn't do anything to me. It's just I just I don't get it. Like too much. Oh, visible sexuality is terrible. No, visible sexuality is not terrible. This is above and beyond visual sexuality, though. Like, it's that's too much for me. Obviously, people, other people enjoy it, and I, I just don't listen to the shit and don't watch the video. And but you get, you get so disgusted. I'm not disgusted. That's what I'm it just, looked like. I'm just like, and I mean, I think it, it may be me. <clears throat> getting older, I think I've talked about this before. Like when I was in college, I listened to some nasty ass songs, like going to the club and like. But like now, listening to it is just like, oh, okay, all right, enough. Like, do I guess you just rock? And even those songs, I don't think I listened to them outside of the club. Like I don't think I was listening to the Whisper song. Just riding down the street, or like you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't a song, it was a song for the club. That's what it was. Like, I didn't listen to that shit outside of that, or, or college parties. I didn't go to clubs a lot, but college parties. But, like, I feel like people listen to WAP, like driving down the street, going to work and shit. It's just not, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm. Other people, what you know, again, Godspeed, if that's, if that's the kind of music and what you want, but I just, I don't, it's too much. Okay. I mean, I would feel the same way if, if a, a male rapper made long-ass dick, or I don't know what the equivalent would be <laughs> for lad. If they made lad, I'd still be like, nigga, really? I Okay. Whatever. Well, I mean, long ain't every woman's flavor. Some woman's flavor is girthy, thick. Well, but I don't... Okay, so I don't think that you can... There's not going to be a catch-all, like, for men. That's a catch-all. We don't have a catch-all. There's too many different variables. So, like, you would never have one title that's going to fit all women. Not possible. What? We, we have a lot of different variations. Y'all is just, you know. No, we the one that have a lot of variations. Mm, no. That's why WAP works. Because wet. That's all it needs to be. That's what I'm saying. That's not a lot of variation. That's what I'm like. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. y'all don't need a lot of variation. So, oh, like, you can on. make a song that's like WAP, but for a male trying to make a song for women, is a tons of variations depending on the woman that you with. So, like, it ain't a catch-all. There's not a catch-all. 
Man, be like, you gonna get whatever come out of these jeans. Ain't a whole lot you can do. I was gonna say, well, women is the same way, but you can use lube if you know need be. I don't know what you do if the penis is not right. It just you know it's just not right. <laughs> it's just it's made how it's made. Not a lot you can do at all. All right, we're gonna go to Marvel real quick. Marvel wanted Black Panther's accent to be British or American, what? but Chadwick Boseman battled with them for it to be African. Good. This is the comment. That character was born, raised, and resided in Africa, and they wanted him to speak in <laughs> chips and dips. <laughs> Do you know how fucking weird that shit would have been for it to be set in Wakanda, which is supposed to be this untouched utopia uh, in Africa, and then this nigga come out speaking like a cockney. Like, what the fuck? Like, why was that even a thing? Why was that even something he had to fight for? Like, people are stupid. Very, very stupid. You know, I think it's one of them things where it's like, man, we giving the black folks all it is. We got to have something. You know, they don't realize that black sales, y'all see the numbers on that damn Black Panther motherfuckers. Nigga, we showed up and showed the fuck out when that movie came out. They made so much money off of that movie. So much money. People were going to see it multiple times. They were buying outfits to fucking go see the movie. Like, we did a whole, it was a whole situation. (laughs) And I hope Ryan Coogler getting a percentage of these sales. Yeah. At least. (laughs) Uh, Next post. Why would I pay to go to therapy when I can unload my trauma onto a strong black woman for free? Kiss my whole ass. That's not a good thing, man. You need a fucking therapist. You need a fucking therapist. I'm not your therapist the same way I'm not your mama. When you're, <laughs> like that's, when you're, not, that's not the role that I, I play in your life. When your woman starts feeling like your therapist, she ain't going to be your woman no more. <laughs> that's just how that's going to be. You know what I'm saying? She's going to start telling you how to live your damn life because your ass is out here fucking up and need some help. Uh-uh. Oh, that sounds so tiresome. No. You know how it be. Let's see. What's next? They're going to slow me down because Facebook apparently won't let this shit happen right. All right. This one is real fucked up. So I want y'all to listen. Okay. Many forgot. Never forget. 9-11-2001. One person said, what happened on 9-11? Another person said, the gender reveal party for the Statue of Liberty, it was a girl. What? The gender reveal party for the Statue of Liberty, it was a girl. That's just somebody making a weird weird joke. Then this person said, have some empathy. I lost my relative that day. Be ashamed of yourself for making a joke about this tragedy. This dude said, sorry for your loss. And the same guy replied, thank you for your kind words. He was the best pilot in the Middle East. People are fucking, why? Why would you do that? Because they can. And this probably some little white teenager sitting around playing the game and just getting on the internet trolling like hell. Because that's what white people do. They troll and they take. Not all white people. <laughs> Just the white people that do it. 
So if you do it, then I ain't, if you don't do it, I ain't talking to you. If you do do it, stop it. Bad white person. <laughs> um. After spending almost 20 years mourning the 2,700 lives lost on 9-11, we're being told that 180,000 deaths from COVID is honestly not that big a deal. Reply, did you know that the CDC just released new data that shows that only 6% of the people killed on 9-11 were actually killed by planes? The rest were killed by shoddy building construction and two to three other pre-existing conditions like susceptibility to gravity. Makes you think. September 11th coming by, man. Let me just say this about COVID real quick, because I, I, in my, in my aging, have learned to pick my battles, okay, especially in situations like workplace. And it is so hard when I work in a hospital with mental health professionals and medical professionals, and I hear simple ass people saying, well, I think they're just, you know, they're inflating the numbers so that they, you know, they'll scare us into, it's like, into what? I guess scare us into. They don't have an answer. They don't have an answer. They just say (laughs) that shit emptily. They say that shit and don't have nothing the fuck behind it. What the fucking purpose is? What is the purpose? What are they trying to scare? I heard people say they're trying to keep us in our house for fucking what? (laughs) Do you know how bad that has been for the economy? If they would do better by saying it ain't that big of a deal going out here, they would. would That's what Trump is doing. Make more money that way than by saying, "Be careful, don't you know these restaurants and stuff." Like it's. And I just sit, I don't even say nothing. Like, I don't even look up from my computer anymore because I feel like if I'm looking at them, they're going to see on my face that I'm like, you stupid motherfucker. Like, and I don't want nobody to be like, what? You don't agree? I just completely ignore it. But like, it's so hard when I tell you that it is trying on my asshole tendencies to not say nothing. But I know it's certain people I've learned. You're not going to be able to have a conversation and change some people's mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I feel like we can have a, a debate and what I'd say is going to be taken, I will 100% participate in that. But if I feel like you're just a dumbass who just this what it is, then that's just what it's going to be. All I need you to do, all I need you to do is to be able to rationally tell me why you feel the way you feel. If you can do that, fine. If you can't, stop saying that dumb shit. It's how I feel about it. Oh, it's so annoying. It Very much so. so. Jesus Christ. And these are like people that you would expect. Like it's a certain group of the population that I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that makes sense for y'all. But these are educated fucking people. And I'm just like, really? Okay. <laughs> All right, girls, motherfuckers. Whatever. Next post. A new gen Xbox console will be priced lower than a vial of insulin that keeps me alive for a week. $299 versus $324. Imagine having to buy an Xbox every week for the rest of your life just to survive. This is my America. America. Yeah, we fucked up out here, man. Oh. They be thinking they be like this is the country, this country is the greatest. This country the greatest until you or your loved one get cancer. 
Then your motherfucking ass be out here like, man, we need some, we need reform on some shit. But nah, all them years you were saying it ain't no problem. <laughs> Fuck boys. Next, uh, niggas don't pull hair anymore. Uh, response. Shit, y'all keep cutting it off. Nigga gotta slap the back of your head with green alcohol now. I really hate people. Yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous. But it's what I got. Let me see. Men get their hair cut and suddenly they got 20 errands to run. Get your ass back in the house, whore. <laughs> Just want to be seen. <laughs> it is power in the haircut. I guess. Chance the Rapper. Not to diss anybody's beliefs at all, but I don't fuck with no witchcraft or Ouija board type stuff. Uh, response. Jesus was a zombie, but you still fuck with him. <laughs> he was technically a zombie. I mean, eh, that's what makes it so fucking funny, because I never thought about it that way, but yeah. <laughs> People ain't shit. That's so funny. <laughs> R. Kelly would annihilate anybody they put in a versus with him. Response He didn't win versus the state of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people. R. Kelly got his ass shanked up in there. As he should have. We talked about that, right? Yeah, we did. Shanked up. You know Carol Baskin is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And her first song is supposed to be Eye of the Tiger. (laughs) How? Okay. So, how is she going to dance to that? I don't know. That's not really one of them songs that you think of when you think of a a, um, duet, or not a duet. What is it called when it's the two people dancing? Not a duet. um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, that ain't a song I think of for choreographed dance. It's not, but she probably got got bad hips anyway. She probably needs something where she can just kind of like mosey along to just to have her on the damn show. Look, she better be so grateful to the Tiger King because he didn't put her out here late. Wasn't nobody checking for her before that came out. <laughs> Even with people thinking she murdered her husband, she's still out here thriving <laughs> because of Joe Exotic. All right. So I'm not going to cover this, but it's a story about a white lady who has been pretending to be black for like a long okay. ass time. Yeah. Right. And so every time this conversation come up, Sean Kingston get put into it. Uh because don't nobody know if he's white or black. It's hard to tell. He looked like he could be one of those really, really, really light black people that pass for black. Who are we talking about? What? Who is Sean Kingston? 
I thought you were talking about the beauty. I mean, Sean King, not Sean King. Okay, I was like, that dude is very obviously fucking black. Yeah, Sean King. Sean King is an activist. He be out here on Facebook and everybody asking for money. Um, but he always come up in the conversation because don't nobody know what he is. I think somebody say that he white, but he looked like he could be one of them light black people. I don't know, but. If he was like a model activist, then I don't think people would question it as much. But like, not knowing what he's doing with his money and everything, and yada 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 that he asked for, people be always talking shit about him. So this is a list of names that people have for Sean King. If if y'all hadn't heard a lot of these names, uh, Shamrock Obama, <laughs> Pale Sharpton, Martin Luther Cream, <laughs> Caucus Garvey. W.E.B. the Blonde, <laughs> Rose Parks, Hewless P. Newton, Lames Baldwin, Shaka Khan, C-O-N, um, Tupac Sugar, Pale Revere, Thurgood Partial, <laughs> Crooker T. Washington, Chalkers Harvey, Most Theft, Alexander Scamilton, Albino Sharpton, Talcum X, Scammy, <laughs> Scammy Lou Hamer, Thurgood Marshmallow, Fraud King, Sean Dolezal, Snow J. Simpson, Cream Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, W.E.B. Defraud, and transracial civil rights activists. I really hate people. It's the creativity. If he's black, it's colorism. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's the reality. If he's white, okay, all this shit, good, funny jokes. If he is actually black, like if he tomorrow came out and but like, boom, here go my birth certificate. My daddy's name is Tyrone Jones. Look at him. <laughs> Look him up. And he's black, half black, and just really light. This shit colorism like a motherfucker. Like we <laughs> we ain't giving him no fucking chance to survive this shit. Next post. I knew I wasn't a follower when 63 million people chased a Popeye's chicken sandwich that I have yet to taste. Did you ever have a chicken sandwich? No. I mean, I wasn't a follower, but shit. If a motherfucker tell me that it's some fucking good shit somewhere, I'm gonna go try it. Did that make you a follower? I mean, I, I no. It just means yeah. you want to try a fucking chicken sandwich. People do like shit. motherfuckers be wanting cr- fucking cookie points for re- regular shit. Just say I didn't, I didn't get a chance to get the sandwich. I didn't want it. I want interest. Just say that shit. Like why you got to classify sixty three million other motherfuckers as followers? Like you got to feel like you on some kind of pedestal. You ain't shit. Okay, so I went to um. I went to his Wikipedia. Have you ever read his Wikipedia? Uh-uh. So this is what it says. Oh, shit. I'm going to have something else. For Sean King. He was born and raised in Versailles, Kentucky, which I didn't know that was a fucking thing. Although his birth certificate names Jeffrey Wayne King as the father, King stated in 2015 that his mother told him his actual biological father is a light-skinned black man. By second grade, King's mother was uh, raised a king and his brother is a single parent. So I, he don't even know his paternity. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my mama said, your daddy black. And he was like, 
Black power, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Uh, you know, but looking at his... Uh, yeah, it can go either way. I it, look, it can go either way. It can go either way. It, like I said, he just like if you look through all his images on on Google, some of them look white, some of them look black. He looked like he's he, he looked black to me. He looked half black to me. He said he been oh quarter black multiple times for racist shit. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I don't know. Nobody does. <laughs> Not he even him. Pepper is black. A light skinned black man, specifically light skinned. I guess to say why he's so light himself. All right. A couple more posts. My two-year-old just noticed the American flag sticker on the back of the riding lawnmower and kissed it. He is so fascinated with the American flag. I love it. Oh. Comments. Awesome. That is so cool. Next comment. That 100% didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> your fucking two-year-old. Why your two-year-old? Would your two-year-old? Why is your two-year-old behind the fucking on the back of the lawn riding lawnmower? Is he riding it or can he reach it? If he too, he can't reach that shit on the back. Like I don't understand. Flag and he doesn't know what any. What are you talking about? Yeah, he don't know shit. Your camera froze. Fuck him. Fuck that little two year old. <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far, but like your parents is absolutely lying. Yeah. If they're gonna raise a kid that's gonna turn eighteen and do something, I'm gonna be like fuck them. So I'm just gonna get out of the way. Fuck that little two-year-old. One more viral post. Could you beat up the 20-year-old version of yourself today, or would you get your ass beat? I could beat up the 20-year-old version of myself. Because I was a lot more... Like, now... Yeah, I could beat up the 20-year-old version of myself. I wasn't as, like, sure of myself, I feel like, at 20. So, like... I don't know that I would have been that much of an opponent for my for me now. And I'm bigger now. Like, I weigh way more now than I did at 20. <laughs> and I was little. I was tiny at 20. You know, the 20-year-old version of me and the current version of me wouldn't even fight each other. No, they would not. Yeah, we wouldn't fight each other. But if, if somebody put a gun to both of our heads... Somehow, like I guess this, we have to be in some kind of time portal dimension where they don't pull the old version of me and me currently into this place and put a gun in my head or threaten my existence and said, "Y'all gotta fight." Then I fight. Then I probably, I probably come out on top right now because I don't watch all my action shows. I wasn't watching action series back then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I done seen goddamn Human Target. I done seen Person of Interest. I done seen. Um, what's that movie with Michael West? Michael Weston, that show, uh, Burn Notice. I done seen Burn Notice. I done seen all these shows with fighting shit in it, bro. I know I done picked something up. I know, but twenty year old me ain't did none of that shit. So I feel like I come out on top of that situation. Um, but that's viral post. Um, we just we ain't gonna cover that many um stories this week. Just a little bit of something. Um, what you got, Red? 
Will Smith and Janet Hubert Herbert. Uh, I never know how to say her name. Uh, the black, the dark skin on Viv. Finally, um, apparently they reunited, which we never thought was gonna happen because dark skin Aunt Viv been mad as a motherfucker for twenty years. Um, so they did some kind of Fresh Prince reunion. Now she was not on the like in the picture with all of the cast, right? It's a picture with just him and her. <laughs> So I don't know. I'm waiting to see like how that went just because she has been so angry at him for all of these years. And my thing is this, and and you ask this question all the time, at what point does somebody change? At what point do you um give grace to something that they did, you know, years ago? And Will when Fresh Prince came out was like in his early 20s so like even if he was an asshole let's say he was an asshole to her i mean it's possible i just don't feel like her holding it for 20 years is fucking crazy and she been made like she blames her for having her black ball from the industry and just for me the fact that she holding this grudge and been talking shit about him for 20 years just let me know like your attitude might be why you didn't get as much work ma'am it very well could be. Like, everybody it might just be you. <laughs> everybody could have heard about like how that whole show thing went, you know. But I mean, and like Will Smith been in this good space, what it seemed like he's in a good space for some time. So I feel like if he was the only hang up that he would have been reached out to try to fix this situation. I mean, that's just my perception about Will Smith right now. Well, she had said long ago that she was never going to reconcile with him because she didn't think he would ever apologize and be sincere like you know she wasn't she was the one that wasn't willing to bury the hatchet which again lets me know it might have been you might have just had an attitude like you might have just been hard to work with (laughs) and that's maybe why you didn't get work have you seen the trailer uh, that it was like a fan trailer for a show called Bel Air it was supposed to be it's a dramatic version of it yeah yeah, they picked they picked that up. Yeah, for two seasons. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see the Fresh Prince. And Me either, man. I'd rather see like I'd rather <laughs> see like a grown up version where they got kids. I mean, since that's what we doing in society now. Yeah, since everything being remade, you know, they supposed to be re- remaking girl, uh, uh, Golden Girls. Yes, with black folks. Yeah, and the thing is, why? Why say we gonna remake Golden Girls? Why not just make a black ass show with older women and just call it what you want to call it? Why uh-huh. connect it to that? Because now one, you gonna get criticism for people saying just leave it alone, yep. and now people gonna be putting it under the same kind of scale as that other show. And like, I just don't even know why you want to connect all these older lady white experiences to a black experience. Like, let it be its own thing. That's what I was thinking. That would just make more sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, America. you know, they'll be good now. I mean, I guess it don't really matter if, if they're good or not at this point. Because his his career has flourished ever since that fucking show. Like, yeah. you know, I don't yeah, know. I guess she's been sitting at home waiting for her royalty, royalty checks to come in like crack. <laughs> and I what hate a- it. I hate it because she was the better Aunt Viv. She totally was. Like, and it ain't even a dark skin, light skin thing. Like Janet Hubert 
Herbert, however you say her name, she just got a presence about herself. Like she just got like this commanding presence that the other Aunt Viv, she just didn't fucking have it. But she they, have they, it. they found an Aunt Viv that fit what they needed. That's why they got rid of her. They realized what kind of problem a person that not only had that kind of presence, but believed that they had that kind <laughs> of presence was going to represent. So her presence was the reason that they found the Aunt Bill. They probably told her in the very beginning, listen, don't expect no goddamn lies. Don't expect no episodes based around you. I know you done seen Janet Herbert episode where she was dancing and shit. You ain't doing that. You ain't finna be no lawyer. You ain't educated. You ain't finna do nothing but have little Nikki and make <laughs> jokes around goddamn Uncle Phil. That's all you finna fucking do. Nothing else. And she was like, how much is it? <laughs> um, she getting paid, but so I mean, that's what happened. Felicia just, Shaw as Claire Huxtable had the same presence, and she was the, the whole goddamn show. Like they ain't never replaced her ass, and she had the same presence. Like she just had a presence about herself. And when but we spoke, know, we know that Janet Hubert had a problem with her role in the show, yeah. and we know that she had a problem with Will Smith being not being a formally trained actor. Yeah. Everybody else on that show was a fucking formally trained actor, and they bought Will Smith rapping ass in there and giving him all this screen time, and she was the only one that could handle it. I mean, Jeffrey even did a podcast where he came out and was like, he told her, chill out. <laughs> chill the fuck out. He said, I'd never speak bad about her, but he had to tell her one time, look, this is Will's show. <laughs> you know, like, that's what it is. So for him to say that he said that means that she was trying to assert herself into the situation. We don't know that Claire ever did that. Claire looked like she might have been fine with the shit. Bruh, I don't like Claire in nothing. I don't like her in nothing. Felicia Rashad, I don't like her in shit she done after the Cosby. Really? No, well, she always play think? somebody fucking evil or crazy True. or some shit. True. I I was just I was just thinking about yeah I haven't seen her. <laughs> like she she had this like in the Cosby show she had this like magical charm about her. She did. It's just her facial expression and shit. Maybe her maybe she just didn't age right for her facial expression to look good. She just looked like an old mean black lady now. <laughs> <laughs> Back then she looked like she just looked like a good uh, just a uh, a good uh, I don't want to say. I, she just didn't have the look. She, her facial expressions meant something back then. I mean, she was angry. She would get mean and act like my one of my favorite episodes is when she got Evan. To, uh, what's his name? El Elvin. Elvin. Elvin together for being like, oh, you gonna go get us some coffee? <laughs> my and that and when she got on to Vanessa, when Vanessa snuck out of the house and went and saw the wretched. <laughs> I mean, I like that about her, too. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like she can't turn it on or off. <laughs> it's like she used to, her facial expression used to look like, ooh, she was in, she was in the Bill Cosby. She's going to go give him the biz. <laughs> now she just look like she mad at everybody <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and not, and it don't help that she played in that Tyler in, Perry movie. Yeah, I was finna say the last thing I saw her in was that fucking Fall from Grace movie where she was fucking up with old people, so... Fucking social security fraud. <laughs> Tyler Perry could come up with nothing better for a villain in a movie. Oh, that goddamn movie social security the fraud. It's the worst. Um, fuck, how, oh, so yeah, so I don't think we even know that they had any issues. So yeah, I think that there are plenty of actresses that can maintain the balance between I can show I can show myself as a, a dominating character in this show. 
but also not overstep the main character of the show, you know? And it don't help that Bill Cosby kind of play himself as the lesser in every yeah. respect. Sure. He was the lesser parent. He was the lesser professional. He was just silly. So she had reign to actually kind of be that dominating figure without Bill Cosby being like, you're doing too much, bitch. <laughs> Better chill before I get some of these goddamn quaaludes. Oh, this is a conversation he had. Hey, so before he get that barbecue sauce. What? You know what I'm talking about? No. Man, it's a it's a uh, it's a clip where a bar, bruh, you gotta see it. It's slowed down, but it's bar it's Bill Cosby talking about this barbecue sauce that he made, and it, everybody's in the back eating barbecue, and Claire and um him are talking, and he was like, she was like, everybody is so happy, and he was like, it's my barbecue sauce. <laughs> He's like, it's a special recipe. Oh. And then he and then he alluded to this a couple barbecue sauce upstairs in the bedroom. I'm serious as a fucking heart attack. This is what went on in the show. He was on that R. Kelly shit, mirroring his bullshit ass antics in real life through his media. <laughs> um, but also like uh, Harriet from Family Matters was the same way. Yeah. When they replaced her, they replaced her with a light skinned ass Harriet. When did they and replace she, her? Wait, wait, after the show, from? after the show wasn't even, after nobody was watching the show no more. Okay, because I don't even yeah. remember that shit. <laughs> yeah, like they they had changed Harriet's, but you know that original Harriet was fucking strong as hell. The other what? one, the second one was like was just like the uh, second on second on Yeah, she, they just got somebody who just didn't play the role like that. I don't even remember the second Harriet. The only thing I remember that was fucked up about that show is that Judy went upstairs and just never came the fuck back down. Like, they just wrote her out and just act like she didn't exist. Wrote her right in the porn. <laughs> she had her big break and they couldn't even use her no more. You know, <sighs> Family Matters was supposed to be like a, a, a Cosby show with a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was supposed to be until Steve Urkel came in and fucked the show up. He didn't fuck this show. People just like that character. No, he made the show better, but he fucked yeah. up what the original idea oh, yeah. of the show was. Like, yeah, he was never meant to be a, a main character like he became. Oh, he was just the neighbor, and then they, they the reviews for that show was so high. They was like, let's bring this damn kid back. <laughs> and uh, Key and Peele got a skit with uh, Key and Peele got a skit with um, Steve Urkel, where. Carl Winslow is basically going to the, the studio guy and telling him that uh, he just telling him all this crazy stuff that Steve did. He was like, Steve turned me into a big container of barbecue sauce and the whole episode didn't even have me in it until the end. Like, I'm just making shit up. But he was just saying all this crazy shit that Steve was doing with his projects around um, around um, Carl. And the producer was basically like, look, man, we don't control shit. And he pulled a gun out and shot himself in the head. It's a dark skit. And then Will, uh, and then uh, Jaleel White came into the room. <laughs> he came into the room and uh, Carl Winslow grabbed the gun that the dude had. He said, stay back. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I'll shoot. And he was like, uh, Steve Urkel was saying, all you had to do is take the money, Carl. That's all you had to do. And then he put his hand up and started controlling the gun that Carl had in his hand. And he was like shaking and putting the gun up to his head. And he was like, please, I'll keep doing it. I'll do it, please. And then he made him drop the gun and then he he walked out. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was funny as fuck. It was funny as fuck. Anyway, um, 
But yeah, they changed. It's a lot of shit that they changed, but it seems like first night Viv, Janet Hilbert was just on some other shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they got rid of her ass because she was on some other shit. But that's good. I I, I like to see the picture that, that we saw of that. Yeah. Um I don't know what I want to talk about. Because I'm just gonna hit one story and then get the fuck out. Oh, oh uh, shit. Colin sent us something, goddammit. Let me see what. Oh, no, I th- guess this just was a meme for me. Hold on, let me check to make sure that Colin ain't send us something, because he said he was going to send something by the end of the show. Or for the end of the show. We'll get it next week. Okay. Or whenever he send it. Uh, you know what? I guess I'm going to go into Trump shenanigans. Oh. Um, And we'll end the show on this shit, because Trump on the Bob Woodward interviews, and I don't know if y'all know who Bob Woodward is, but he did a lot of interviews during the Watergate. And a lot of shit about Watergate came out because of fucking Bob Woodward. So I don't know why Trump would think that this was going to be something. I think that in Trump's head that this was a big guy and this was a big interview. And, you know, I don't know why he would say the shit he said. But anyway, he pretty much talked about coronavirus and and acknowledged how serious it was and acknowledged how dangerous it was for China and how tough it was going to be because... It's airborne instead of by touch. And and then he had said that he his plan was to downplay the shit. His plan was to downplay all of it. That's Obi. Oh. Uh, his plan was to downplay the uh the virus. And now I don't know why he would say all of this stuff on the record to somebody that's gonna put this shit in a book. Um but the thing I want to point out about it is the way that Trump was talking about understanding the virus was very a very reasonable person. Now I don't know if y'all heard it, but the way that he talked about it was he un, he he seemed to be communicating about it empathically to a degree. You know, he was like, you know, it's very serious stuff. You know, he's not like the flu. You know, it's 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 tougher than the flu. It kill more people than the flu. And he said that, you know, China's having a really tough time with it. And, you know, it's, it's a really tough. He was talking about it like you would want a leader to talk about it. The only issue is that once the leader talk about it like that, you want them to take actions that represent fixing that problem. Yeah. But Trump didn't do that. Trump fucking went out to his people and said that it's a Democratic hoax <laughs> right after that shit. And now has the audacity to be calling Bob Woodward and saying there was nothing else we could do. We did the best thing we could do. We started er Like, he is literally saying the shit that he didn't do and hoping that people believe it after he said enough times. (laughs) And that shit is... uh, I just wanted to say this. I don't fucking understand America and how we let this shit get this bad. And how we let this motherfucker get how he is. But I I want to go home. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck home is. But this ain't it. This ain't it. Uh-uh. I don't like it. Um, but that's all. I ain't, you know, I ain't really want to elaborate on it too much. Uh, y'all going to have to suffice off of the Reddit letters and the viral posts. And these two, well, the one good news story and this garbage-ass news story. <laughs> um, but you got anything else on your mind? I do.
until we come to the next conversation. Yeah. Holla.